0: Hello, welcome to IntelliCast. I feel like the theme song's a little slow.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's just you. you you just wanted to hurry up and get over with.
0: I don't know. Like it felt like it was going at like point eight speed. Um, this is a telecast. Where I'm gonna talk about the input song every episode apparently. Season four, which is crazy. Episode four. Um, you can reach us at IntelliCast. Episode five. Five. Oh man. Already in episode five. This is February first in episode five. Reach us in telecast at Telecast emi rscom We're not going to restart the podcast. <laughs> what you? See? Nope. EMI underscore research on Twitter and Telecast One on Twitter, and you can leave us a voicemail or text five one three four zero one five four six three. We're doing this thing in one take. We always do it in one. Take. That's right. Here's proof. Yeah. We'll have. I-, I want. I want people to hear behind the
1: scenes on this.
0: Oh man. Brian, you and I today talking about a little news and current events. Yep. How's it going?
1: Pretty good. We got a little snow out where we are. I don't know how much you got, but I actually had to shovel my driveway for the first time that I've lived in my house. I almost made it two years without having to shovel my driveway.
0: Yeah, you live in the Great White North. Um, yeah. <laughs> of near Dayton, Ohio. Um yep. live in balmy Cincinnati near the south of Kentucky. We got a little bit of snow. I, I shoveled yesterday, and we got about... We probably only got like a quarter of an inch.
1: We got a half inch last night. We probably, we had more when I woke up Sunday morning, but it was also pouring rain and I refused to shovel in the rain, so.
0: And as we're speaking, I think the Northeast is probably getting hit with a huge snowstorm. Like, we're talking feet up there, so. Yeah. Man, they say. We're complaining about a
1: half an inch. They're about to get like
0: two feet. Yeah. February 1st, I can't believe it. We are, I mean, we're getting close to 10% of the way through this year, which this is crazy to me that we're into February. That's nuts. I know. So let's talk some current events. Some big, big some kind of big yeah. current event. All, I
1: don't know how many of our listeners have really followed this, but you and I have been following it all of last week. The GameStop, AMC, Wall Street bets, Reddit, all of what's going on there.
0: Yeah, fascinating. Um, for those of you who don't know, I will not try to explain it because I'll butcher it. Um, Basically, some people are messing with um, brokerage firms. It started off from people from Reddit and um, trying to mess with people that are short selling some stock. And so they started buying up all the stock and driving up the price. And then the short sellers, they kind of had to buy it to cut their losses. And it just shot GameStop. Stop. You know, I've heard people on TV saying GameStop stock, only is pronouncing it GameStop, GameStop or GameStop. Stop. And i yeah. do, do that. And then I just did it. Um, and then, you know, this, you have this war between Reddit and more traditional um, brokers and investors, and the stock price is still up, but it's pretty volatile. And then you have manipulation of the markets, and then you get Robinhood gets involved. And, you know, it goes really deep. It's pretty complicated, but it's fascinating to follow as a kind of a layman. And I'm really in it. And I think it's. My overall point, I think it can unite. Somehow this may unite the left and the right. This game
1: (laughs) I think it already has. We saw on Friday last week AOC, Ted Cruz, Mark Cuban, Donald Trump Jr. all agree on the point. I I'm convinced I I IMG and I'm convinced hell froze over that day, and that the Maple Leafs are not gonna win the Stanley Cup this year. (laughs)
0: Um, we'll see how this plays out, but yeah, I think it's, and I think that this is another example, a lot of the challenges and divisive issues in America in many ways are the haves versus the have-nots, and I think that that can unite us more than about anything, is the elite versus kind of the common people, and this, there's other areas that have happened in the past year that maybe could have gone that direction that I don't think they did. Um, You could talk about school system, or you could talk about coronavirus, or you could talk about uh, all kinds of things that are going on in America, but this just seems like to be the one story that's really getting close to uniting us, that we can all kind of gang up on big, bad Wall Street and um, root for the common person, you know, the day trader, someone that has the Robinhood app, the middle class that are just trying to invest a little bit of money um, versus these stockbrokers. Um and Wall Street people, so that's my thoughts. Right,
1: yeah, I read some of the background on this. Is that the reason it's GameStop and some people are probably well, why GameStop? It's not like they're doing gangbuster business. No, it's that they identified them as like it was a hundred percent short sale that a couple hedge hedge fund firms had leveraged against them, and that's why GameStop and AMC were targeted. Yep, and. I saw the article this morning that Melvin Capital, the one who had the most in GameStop, lost fifty percent of their value. Yep. In January.
0: Yep. I guess I didn't know this that you could find out which stocks had the most short sale. I don't even know how you would do that. This is way beyond me as a you know just a minor investor. Um, but yeah, I heard it was over a hundred percent of shares were short were being shorted, which that's how you take advantage of it, I guess. Um, if you're right. smart, you could kind of play that game. And also, a lot of the people that are short selling stocks, um, you're kind of rooting against the company in a way. And so that's another reason why I think people are rooting for the the Wall Street Reddit group because they're kind of betting for. Well, it's all fake, you know. The stock price is, I don't know, it's somewhere between two and three hundred, and it was in the single digits, so it's all kind of fake. Um, but man, those people have principles. They're refusing to sell. Like, yeah, some of these people bought it in the teens, and it's you know when it was at three hundred, they're like, no, I'm not selling.
1: Well, I saw a different story that talked about AMC, and because of this driving up the price of it to beat to squeeze the short sale, it actually has probably saved AMC because it allowed them to get additional financing. Yeah, because essentially it showed that they're it showed that they're better on paper financially so it essentially has saved that theater chain which because of the pandemic
0: yeah was most likely going to go away right i saw that for and maybe it's still true for a point of time i think thursday when the GameStop stock was really high it was worth more than tesla it was worth more than delta airlines <laughs> um yes it was it's just i mean it's just kind of crazy when you kind of think about how you know a bunch of people on a social media website can manipulate and cause such a huge ruckus in america
1: and i know you and i talked about like the robin hood stopping the trading on it i found some of the reason why that was it wasn't they didn't do it just because of that it was because they because they were running out of money well they had to pay for those shares and they had to get a a credit line
0: opened up that's what they're saying yeah we'll yeah we'll see
1: yeah, I think that might be part of it, but probably not the whole story. Because then there was other ones that did the same thing, and they don't have those that issue. So even now
0: they're limiting purchases of the stock. Even it's today. one
1: it's yeah. one share you can buy.
0: It's one share if you already have a share.
1: Yeah. Or if you don't own any game stock. I think I shared this with you, but a more heartwarming story around all of this was that there was this 10-year-old kid that got – the 10 shares of stock that his mom gave him to him as a gift to kind of teach him about investing in stocks. But he also got it two years ago when it was still still around 6 bucks a share. And he sold it last week for $3,200.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: He has a nice little nest egg now. His mom made him put like, I think $2,200 of that into savings. He's letting him do, keep another thousand to trade with if he wants or to buy something, but he's got a nice little like starter savings account now. I think that was a great story.
0: Yeah, there's going to be some good stories, but then there's going to be, some people are going to be left holding the bag when this thing drops. <laughs> um, yeah. Hopefully that at worst people break even, but you know, somebody's going to have to lose a lot of money for other people to make money. So yeah, well, it'll be, I think the story will last, I think it'll last more, a few more weeks. This won't go away. anytime soon.
1: Yeah. I mean we've seen this morning that it's been kind of moved to silver but now it's also going through that some people have said oh it reddit's moved the reddit investors have moved on to silver and then there's other reports from reddit like it's not us it's like hedge fund bots trying to drive up that price because i think one of the one of the another hedge fund is the largest holder of silver it's now hitting an 11 year high so
0: right so man interesting to follow
1: uh, I think Saturday Night Live did a skit. Their o- cold opening did it best. Like, what is working? And they talked about the stock market, and they said that they made up some guy who walked in. He goes, now the GameStop's largest shareholder is just some random guy who walks in. He goes, do you understand any of this? He goes, nope. He goes, all right, got it. So the stock market is not working. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, it's hilarious.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's good. Well, should we get into the news? Maybe we should start off with the um, Qualtrics news.
1: Yeah, uh, that ties right into our our stock market talk, is that while all of this was going on, Qualtrics initially raised their IPO target price. So initially, when they announced their IPO, they were going to go for a target price of between $20 and $24 a share. Last week, it was announced that they were now targeting between $27 and $29 per share, And on first day of trading, it actually went for $30 a share and closed up 41% to $45.50, valuing Qualtrics at $27.3 billion. What do you think about that?
0: uh, Yeah, and this is when stock prices were going down because of all this volatility with what we just spoke about somehow Qualtrics IPOs in the middle of this, which is a story in itself. Um, and valuation is much higher than they ever anticipated. Billions of dollars. I'm looking at it now. It's up today already a little bit. I mean, what a crazy story with Qualtrics. Uh, I feel like we've talked about them. They're probably the company we've talked about. They're definitely in the top, what, three or four of companies we've spoken about with the podcast. Yeah. I mean, People are investing in Insights. People are investing in what Qualtrics provides, and that helps our industry. And um, we've talked about this ever since the initial IPO a couple of years ago. And the more billions they have, the more billions they can invest in technology and in Insights and helping other companies and maybe purchasing other companies. And it will drive up the competitive landscape. And I don't see any – I think this is awesome.
1: Yeah. Just think back. It was a couple of years ago. We were getting ready to talk about their IPO and they got bought by SAP for, so it was like $8 billion. Right. And we were going, wow, $8 billion. The lesson I've learned is that when SAP buys you in
0: two years, you're going to triple your value. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, going from $8 billion to twenty seven billion. That's I mean, that's crazy. Tripling a value of hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions, that's a lot of money. But when you're talking billions, I and mean, that's with a B, that's crazy. It's just crazy to me.
1: And how much did how much do you think Ryan Smith got out of that? Like how much of the shares he, did he buy back when it was spun out? And how much more is he worth? I mean, he's got a basketball team to pay for right now.
0: Yeah, and they by the way, their basketball team, I think, won eleven straight games. Um, they lost the realest recent game, but they, they had the longest winning streak. They might be the best team in the NBA, which was pretty crazy. So, um, might be seeing more from them.
1: When we're back and they get to do another Qualtrics conference, I have a feeling that they're just going to tie it to a game that's going to show up and everyone who attends gets to go to the game and it's going to be the X 4
0: attendance game. Yeah. And by the way, I don't think they've ever, they've never even come close to making a profit. They lost seven. This article, um, I don't remember, but it was it was many millions that they lost last year. I think it was around $20 million that they lost last year. Um, so they haven't made a profit, which is pretty common for companies at IPO, and a lot of companies haven't made a profit. I think Tesla's first profit was this year, and they're obviously one of the most valuable brands in the world now. Um, so yeah, interesting. Yeah, their next X4 conference, I mean, if they were getting all these superstar people to speak at them before – they were just a twenty-seven billion dollar company. I can't even imagine who's left to get.
1: Right? Weren't we joking that they had a million dollar like entertainment budget for that or something? Because they
0: had to. Would they, they've had they've had Maroon
1: Five. Who who was there most recently?
0: Oh gosh, I don't know, but I think Errol Smith was there. Um, yeah, maybe Elton John. <laughs> was
1: it Imagine Dragons
0: the last time? Maybe. I
1: think so yes, that sounds right.
0: Yep, and you know. All the famous people that have spoken there, it's just, it's, the list is really been too long. I'm, I'm drawing a blank anyway, but because it has been, what, two years since the last one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good for Qualtrics. Yeah. Our next story, 2020
1: Research, part of the Schlesinger Group, has spun out its insights consulting practice into a new agency called Aspen Finn. This firm will use cognitive psychology to deliver, quote, authentic consumer stories to help clients grow.
0: Yeah, I love this for a couple of reasons. Um, Number one, when all these companies combine, they tend to all rebrand into the parent brand. Like Kantar has done that. Um, Mm -hmm. You don't really know who works at Millward Brown, for example, or at any of the other Kantar brands. It's all Kantar. And, you know, companies do that for a particular reason. I love it that Schlesinger, which combined a lot of different companies in the past few years, took people from a lot of the kind of the overlap of insights. And they talk about from 2020, Qualview, iModerate. And, and they built kind of almost a little consultative division of it called Aspen Finn. I love that. I Because that makes sense to me. I know who to call if I have a question. I'm, I'm going to go up to Aspen Finn. I'm probably going to call Julie Eisenberg. And... You know, it's so much easier if you have a question, I think, when, when you have a large company to kind of keep or have additional kind of brands within it that have an expertise. And I wish other companies did that, that have rebranded and, and, got a, and eliminated some amazing brands, to be honest with you. So uh, And also, they explain their name. I don't have the article in front of me where they explain the name, which I love because Aspen Finn, where's that? Is there a person named Aspen Finn? I remember the Aspen far, Aspen part came from um, their Colorado office. And so that makes sense. And so I, I'm sure Finn was, had a meaning behind it too, and I forgot it. But um, good for Aspen Finn for explaining why they changed their name and to kind of structuring it like that. I'm a big fan. I
1: like it too because it seemed to have been maybe – that missing piece with all of the kind of Schlesinger brand, you had the qual, you had the panel, you had the quantitative research side. Now you've got that consulting portion. That might've been just that piece. It was probably, as it said, it was across all of them, but now you can put your thumb on what that piece is. So now you've kind of got all those different lines set up and ready to go. Yep. All right, next we have a, a bit of a story update around the one we talked about last episode around behaviorally. With that, Behaviorally, which is used to be PRS and Vivo USA, they were actually acquired by Alcentra, which which caused the rebrand. The PRS and Vivo Asia and Europe are still part of BVA Group, though. Um, as part of the acquisition, uh, behaviorally got a major investment. Brian?
0: I don't know if I have much to add here, but it, it gets complicated when you have like global brand names like that and why they have to do things. and renaming, um, at least in the U S they'll be behaviorally. And uh, I guess the the other brand will, will still exist and maybe they'll rebrand as well, but I don't know. It's it's complicated to me, but, um, thanks for the update.
1: Yeah. Um, our next story is SurveyMonkey has hired their first diversity officer.
0: Yeah. I found this interesting that they have hired someone as their chief diversity and social impact officer. And, um, you know, SurveyMonkey Monkeys in the news a lot, and this is a big deal, I think, and will not be the first company this year. will be far from the first company this year to have some sort of chief diversity officer. I think we'll see, even in marketing research, a lot of companies kind of emerge as having definitely diversity teams, but probably some sort of chief diversity officer, especially the larger companies, um, so they're one of the first that I'm aware of that has a Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer. We'll probably talk a lot more about this this year. We have some things planned to talk about it. Um, we're doing a lot of things in the Great Lakes chapter of the Insights Association we've talked about in the past, and some really cool stuff coming. So I think that we'll talk about this more soon.
1: I do have a question on that, and yeah. this is more of kind of an organizational like hierarchy. Does the diversity officer in that department live within hr is it its own department how does
0: that work um i don't know if i guess yeah who reports into the chief diversity and social impact officer i don't you would think hiring would be at least be a dotted line into that right but right um, i'm not sure how you structure and you know one thing i do know when i talk to other companies that are forming diversity teams everyone's just trying to figure out there's not a playbook There are external consultants that can help. Um, There are some locally in Cincinnati that um, support some other local companies. I don't know. That's a really good question. You know what we should do, Brian? (laughs) We should have this guy. Find someone who can answer that. (laughs) We should have Antoine Andrews on the podcast. That's what we should do. Yes. Do you think he would come on? I I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Let's reach out to him.
1: Okay. Because I just see it as... Probably some of this function will be HR, so there's probably a dotted line in there. There's probably some around like corporate communications, so there's yeah. a, probably a dotted line in there. So that's just, about, um, that's just me being curious, where does it fit?
0: Yeah, like social impact. So like probably a lot of the um, social impact work when people are doing charity work and giving back to the community and things like that um, definitely, definitely would play a part in that.
1: Right, and that's a lot of your um, public relations and corporate yes. communications type stuff. Yep. But then there's also the hiring component, which normally lives in HR yep. or resource management, depending on how you want to call it. So, yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, last story: Decision code buys Response AI. I
0: found this. In, I found this story interesting for a couple of reasons. I've always been a fan of Response AI, which is kind of a DIY tool. Um, they're kind of newer, um, European based, I think, and then maybe they have a Texas office as well. Um, but I think of them as being European. Um, that's one reason I like it. And I, you know, we love talking about acquisitions. Second thing is I don't really know how to pronounce either of these company names. So is it decision co, which is how you pronounced it? Is it decision company? Like, I don't know. And then response colon AI, is it response AI? Is it response? I'm going with response AI. AI. Is there a long yeah. pause there? Am I supposed to say response AI? I think so. So hopefully they'll sort this out because I don't I don't really know. Hmm. I should know. <laughs> brand names, man. This podcast is turning into like a brand name discussion podcast. We have a yeah. spin every week. Um, this do, I, do we need to do a spin off on branding? Just a podcast around branding? Well... Yeah, let's get Little Bird Marketing. We'll we'll work on it with them and we'll just talk brand names every week.
1: <laughs> okay. So, I like it.
0: Yeah, let's get Priscilla on the on the podcast. I don't know if Priscilla's ever even been on the podcast, has she?
1: She has, yes. Okay. Twice actually. Okay. Yes.
0: Okay. Um, so yeah, I'd like to talk more about this branding thing. Why people do it, what they recommend, how they pronounce names, how you learn about this kind of stuff. It's it's kind of interesting to me.
1: It is. That's all the stories we have. I mean, for a week, we actually had a pretty busy week news wise.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And we have some cool guests coming up. Um, The next couple of episodes, I think we'll have guests. Um, Yes. And so if you want topics or anything, anything you'd like us to discuss, uh, we'll be talking about diversity soon. I'm sure we'll have data quality discussions. We'll have lots of fun guests. We'll always talk the news. We'll always talk brand names. We'll goof off a little bit. We'll, we'll provide a publics update every once in a while I wonder how that public stock is doing by the way we should have thrown that into the into the current events how the stock is doing um but yeah we go post on wall street bets and just start driving pro- the public stock up <laughs> that's what we should do is have a concerted effort with our dozens of listeners um, to drive up the public stock huh and then maybe they'll come on the, if we can improve their market value by a few million dollars maybe they'll come on Maybe. Yeah. Any Anything we want to promote? Any announcements or blogs or anything, Brian? We've
1: had a couple of recent blogs. Uh, we've had one that came out about a week ago where we kind of tried to summarize 2020, kind of what went on. Uh, we didn't review our kind of our predictions from 2020 because, let's be honest, those, were, those went down the toilet come March. <laughs> yeah. We did do a... Trends to look out for blog for 2021. We don't want to call it predictions because we're still in pandemic mode. So we it's really hard to make any sort of predictions, but we kind of see some trends. Yes. And then most recently we had a blog around the difference between aggregating sample and blending sample.
0: Yes. And what you kind of need to know between the two. Yes. So go up to our website. All those blogs are easy to find on our website. Um, we're constantly putting out content. And so I think we're pretty proud of all these blogs, I think. And then we have the Sample Landscape Report coming out. This is February, Brian. I know. coming out this month. 22 more days. (laughs) 22 more days. Coming out in 20-ish more days. Definitely by the end of the month. The 23rd is our goal. We had a meeting last week. I think we're going to hit it. And uh, we have another meeting about it this week. So I think we'll hit it. And it's our third edition. And, man, it is so much smoother. That's a whole other podcast to talk about the process to get this thing out.
1: I know. Yeah. So look it's, for that. I think that I think that covers everything.
0: Awesome. Well, we're trying to keep these podcasts shorter, so this is less than thirty minutes, and we hope you're enjoying. And we would love any feedback you have. Uh, reach out to us. And thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.